Hey, listen up. We got another episode of Wise Cracks. Featuring the crack man himself, Bill Krakenberger. And our co-host, John Orlando. Straight from Las Vegas. Wise Cracks is your ticket inside the world of sports betting. With tips, picks, special guests, and more. Only on WSN.com. Welcome back to another episode of Wisecracks. I'm going to call this one the Wizard of Oz edition. Would you agree with me on that one, Mr. Bill Krakenberger, joining me as always? Uh, it's the Wizard of Oz uh, episode. Yeah, this is the Wizard of Oz episode. Absolutely. How uh, many? How many? I'm people- real excited for this because you know, like we grew up on baseball, so we're excited for to have uh, to have this on. This this is the, to have uh, to have this show happen we've been trying to get it done right yeah trying to get done for a while let me let me ask you this what percentage of viewers and listeners right now don't know what we're talking about when we say wizard of oz if you had to guess yeah everyone Uh, knows right everyone knows well everyone knows but they don't know if uh you know my guys are thinking wizard of odds because that's a big site Ah. and then you have the wizard of oz which is of course the the uh you know dorothy yeah, and then you have the baseball, which we're talking with the real Oz. wizard, the real wizard. Yeah, we speak of the great Ozzy Smith will be joining us today. How exciting is that? Yeah, oh, it's exciting. I am excited for this one. This is uh, one I've been waiting for, like I said. So I don't yeah. mean to sound like a little kid. I know but, I'm uh, I'm giddy like it. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Well, before we get to uh, our legendary guest. Uh, crack. I just, I, you know, I'm not a basketball fan, but I can't help but notice the Phoenix Suns seem to be tearing it up uh, in the playoffs ever since they polished off those Lakers that I can't stand. Yeah, no, they, uh, and, and it's all because you didn't bet it. 100%. They, they don't realize, they don't realize how lucky they are that you did not bet that. I'm the, yeah. I'm the 10th, no, in, ba- in baseball, it's the 10th man in basketball. What is it? I'm the sixth man. I'm the sixth man. For the Phoenix yeah. Suns. I am the heart sure. and soul of that team right now winning. It's all because of me. Should yeah. I jinx it? Yeah. Should I should I make a bet now? <laughs> you make a bet now? now. Yeah. I don't think they'll want to. I don't think Phoenix <laughs> Nation will want you to. Right, yeah. right. Uh, right. And, We've uh, had some exciting NBA games, though. Some game sevens and stuff. It has been pretty exciting. Um, I was up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, at my buddy's house, watching a couple game sevens there. I... I um, you know, I actually did watch the ends, which I really had, don't really watch games, but we turned them on like the last five minutes and and just to see like the Sixers lose. Everyone was rooting for the Sixers up there. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it, even though it's outside of Philly, uh, his sons live in Philly, so he was rooting for the Sixers. And then we had uh, an, another game, game seven there, which really um, I think it went to I did right. It went to yeah, I watched that game. Went to overtime. The Nets went to overtime. On a, on a great shot, um, which could have been a three by this much, the Nets could have won that game with three tenths of a second. And unfortunately, uh, Durant was over the line mm. by about that much. Wow. So that, that made it a two, went to overtime. And I think the final score in overtime was six to two, I think it was. It was like they, they had no scoring at all. It was almost an really? embarrassment. In overtime, I think they. I'm going to look real quick, but it, it was. But it was. This was Game Seven, overtime. Uh, you know, a giant game. And um, yeah, let me see. Yep, yep. It was six, six to two was the overtime score. Um, you know, it was just kind of a, unbelievable to watch that that game. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, so everyone would thought the Nets were so great, but Harden and, you know, and and they are a great team, but um, some injuries throughout, throughout late in the play, even in the playoffs and stuff, they just uh, yeah didn't get there this year. So yeah, um, I don't know how happy the networks are not to have like marquee teams right. like the Lakers and you know, but um, it is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then in baseball, I don't know if you caught uh, the game last night with Max Scherzer. Uh, you know, you know, when baseball now they they've we we talked about it. Well, I guess uh, on the interview with Ozzy a little bit, um, as we'll have that coming up later. But uh, this putting substances on the ball is a big topic uh, right now. Something that's really gone on for years, years. I mean, in baseball, but for yeah, some well, reason well, now we it's a big deal. Fan in, in the eighties and stuff, weren't they going after guys like um, Necro? Was it the uh, brothers? The yep. brothers, right? The, the Necros, brothers, yep. Necro brothers. Gaylord, Gaylord Perry. Perry. Yep. Yeah, we said it at the same time. At yeah. the same minds. Um, there, there was always a little substance in them going to their hat or their, their, you know, their, their pants or whatever it may be, and um, it's overblown. It's overblown. Yeah. Come on. It's crazy. They checked Max. They Going che- after the great Mad Max Serger. Come on. They checked him three times last night. <laughs> three separate times they checked him. I mean, it's insane, just. Insane. Insane. It's crazy. It's uh, crazy. Did you see it? Did you see the replay? I didn't watch the game. I seen the replay of when, you know, he like threw the glove down. And yeah, he was like, pissed. Oh, ready, was ready to pull his pants down. Yeah, he was I mean, like, look, <laughs> run your hands through my hair. <laughs> like he was, yeah. he was, uh, he was not having it. He was not. And people too... are mad at people are mad at Girardi today. So yeah, um, yeah, people are mad. So yeah, um, and the uh, the Golden Knights uh, are down now, three games to two. Uh, probably an mm, unexpected yeah. loss. Uh, it is unexpected. There, you know, and you think about some. One of my buddies last night was texting me and saying, "Wow, do you believe the value on Montreal?" If you're in Vegas, because um, everyone's betting in in um, Vegas, they're betting the Golden Knights. People, right. not only people going to the game, just the town itself. Plus, Vegas Golden Knights are normally the better of the team, so it's a favorite. But being in Las Vegas, all those little bets cumulatively add up to a giant, giant exposure for the sports books. So, the sports books have done very well. Uh, last night, you could have took like two fifteen on the Golden Knights, where Offshore, you could have lit the sharper line. Offshore, you could have laid less than two fifty. You can actually scalp the game. So they're the the, the uh, and that's the way it's been. Um, literally throughout the series, you could get a really good bet on the dog here against uh, in Las Vegas uh, going against the uh, the Golden Knights. That's just the way it is normally throughout the season too. You could pick up an extra five percent um, or ten percent uh, line value just betting against the. The Golden Knights. I remember I went to the Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup. It was some of my first hockey games I ever went to. Uh, they were playing Washington, and I was rooting for the Golden Knights because everyone else was. It just felt like such a great thing to do. But yet I was betting on Washington each game. So kind of wow. interesting, you know, because you're getting such good value. Yeah, and that's what it's about. Me, it's about um, it's about value. It's about um, you know winning money. It's not about rooting. I hate to say this. I know it's not about rooting for the home team. Right. It's just not. You know, they're, they're, it's the it's the old Bronx tale, the Mickey Mantle thing. You know, they're not paying your rent. If you can't pay your rent, go to the Golden Knights. Go to Flores. See if he wants to pay it for you. Right, right. See if he'll do that. Do you that favor? He doesn't care about about you. Why do you care about him? So, care about your money. Care about your you know your family. But uh, I know I'm going overboard there. Sorry. So with that said, does that mean you've got some action on Montreal? No, no, I didn't. Uh, I, I wasn't in. I, if I was in Vegas, I I probably would have just based on the. The uh, the positive line value there yeah. probably would have, but 
Speaking of Vegas, uh, a lot going on in this town right now. The town is packed and has been packed uh, for, I want to say, t- somewhere three or four weeks now. Uh, we've, been, we've been pretty busy. Uh, there's a supposedly a, 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 a soft opening, I guess, of Resorts World, uh, but it doesn't look like they're ready to open tomorrow night at 11 p.m., but have you heard anything? Someone FaceTimed me from there last night out in front of the Encore, and they walked, and they were literally showing me their camera as they were walking. And it, it just, there was <laughs> bulldozers and sand piles right. and dirt piles. And they're like, they're opening in 36 hours. So I was like, wow, they're, they're going to have a tough time. Uh, it's a soft opening, granted, but uh, it's still an opening. So there's people will be in, that are invited there. I believe this is how it's working. Don't hold me to it, but I think it's people that are invited first for so many hours and then the grand opening being Friday for okay. the public. And then the the official grand opening, I guess, the uh, is on the July 4th weekend. But this is the soft opening weekend. And there's a lot of people in Vegas in general every weekend. But um, you know what, though, John? It's really not the right people. The people that are in Vegas, they're spending money on the, the non-gaming revenue, which, you know, it's 50% non-gaming revenue any time of the year. But the other fifty percent is the gamblers. Yeah, they don't have those gamblers there like they normally would have, even this time of the year. Um, they just don't have those gamblers, the hardcore gamblers there. These are people that are coming in, spending money on their rooms, their shows, their their drinks, their meals. And um, why it's good for the town uh, revenue generating? It's it's really the casinos would rather have gamblers there. So why um, aren't they here? Is it just because of COVID? Or, you know, it is because things aren't open. To, you know, someone just told me, someone just came back from Vegas um, two days ago. He said to me, well, none of this at Caesars, the spa's not open. Right. Like, there's no, there's no jacuzzi. There's no whirlpool. To, you know, uh, even though the outdoor pools are open, but that's just one example yeah. uh, of something. And things aren't open. Uh, perfect example in Atlantic City, even like, like the restaurants, a really good Italian restaurant, Tropicana, which people go to. They're like, they're only open Friday, Saturday. And this is like one of my restaurants. I can't even go on a Thursday night if I want to go. So I think we're not back to hundred uh, percent yet of things open. And, and um, you know, people that are out in Vegas and even the, the weekend crowd in Atlantic city, even though it's more of a hardcore crowd, people um, it's almost like I always said the word, I use it a lot, the rite of passage growing up on the East coast, people gamble more, tend to gamble, be a hardcore, more gambler here um, in Vegas. It's more of a touristy type of gambler, but mixed in are those uh, gamblers that fly in private jets. The big, the big guys aren't going to Vegas right now yet, so I'm yeah. sure it will happen. Now, granted, it's been uh, 115 degrees, 117, 110, 112 degrees. It's been really a couple degrees above normal. It's just hot. Summers really aren't the busy season right. in Las Vegas for the gamblers. It's yeah. more for the, the the pool crowd and the party crowd, and so. Um, It'll get back to normal eventually. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I I don't know if the crowd is the proper crowd in Vegas. Don't forget, you still got that same crowd um, that still has money. They have excess money. They, have, they haven't been paying rents for a, a year. Right. They, they're, they're getting unemployment checks, which they're not working. So they're like, come on, let's go to Vegas. Was it? You know, I'm getting 800 bucks, 900 bucks a week. Anyway, I'm not even working. So you're getting that crowd out there. Tend to be a little bit more of the rowdier crowd. The crowd that doesn't want to go back to work, that wants to rebel a little bit. So uh, that's that's the crowd that we're still getting in Vegas a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you where there's no crowd, sadly, is at uh, Virgin 
Hotel. So yes. Not, uh, yeah. Good you know, point. I want that place to win because I loved the Hard Rock and uh, I'm a Richard Branson fan. Uh, yeah. But I don't know, man. It's just something just seems. I think there might be too many cooks in that kitchen. I don't know what's going on there because there's a. I don't think they know what it wants to be, John. You said it earlier off air. You said that you're seeing ads and you're seeing articles when they talk about Mohegan. So Mohegan's running the gambling aspect of it. But Virgin is the branding part, and and they're the owner of course, Richard Branson. He has a partner too, but um, it's and plus it's not on the strip, so it's a it's down Harmon uh, on 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 the corner of Harmon and um, Paradise. Yeah, uh, maybe not the best area, by the way, either. Yeah. Uh, outside that casino, there they have, they have a they have a uh, a housing project next to that. You might as well call it the project. It's not good. Yeah. So um, not the best area of town, and. Um, it's just not doing that well. They can't get gamblers in there. They really depend on gamblers. And Tiny they have no sports there, book. which I love. The sports books, I, I don't think it's even open yet. They have the sports book there, but they couldn't get the licensing yet. Oh, um, really? So, but yes, have you seen, have you seen the Fred, area that – Have you seen – yeah. The, the, I've been the little bet Fred book there. Yeah, small. Yep. It's small. It's small. It's just uh, – yeah, Bet Fred's a Euro company that's uh, made their way in the States here and actually got into – uh, a brick and mortar location in Vegas. Congratulations to them, but they're not open yet. And I know some executives over there and it seems like they're not, they're having a little trouble, a little trouble getting in the big, uh, it's, it seems like they're having a little trouble getting in the big, the, the big players or, or even gamblers in general. When I went in there, I couldn't believe it. There was no gamblers in there. I went in there for Cinco de Mayo. There's a Mexican restaurant there. It used to be Pink Taco. It right. may be renamed. It used to be Yeah, Pink it is Taco. renamed, but I, I can't think of the name of it. Yeah. But I went in there and that, that was, um, that was absolutely uh, the restaurant was packed for the Cinco de Mayo, but I couldn't believe there was just nobody. There was one dice table open. They're in trouble. They're, they're in, trouble. in trouble over there. Yeah, yeah crazy to think, right? It's it's crazy. Yeah, they just you know, opened uh, you know a month ago, and they're in trouble two months ago. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you who's not in trouble is Circa. Circa on fire still consistently every month since they opened. That place is, uh, I think, my favorite spot to be right now. Yeah, no, there. no. Circa is a hot spot. Good steakhouse yeah. there, and uh, Derek Stevens, sharp as can be. Yeah, uh, every day wearing one of those cool blazers and stuff, and he's a class act. And his team put together a really nice place over there, and and um, I, I always wish them well. And yeah, and and plus one of my favorite sports books to bet at because they take bets. So and speaking of betting and sharp, uh, I'd like to remind everybody to download the Crack Wins app. How's that for a segue? Crack, you like that? Yeah, that uh, good. Crack that Wins excellent. is on Apple. It's on Google. You can go to CrackWins.com. You mentioned before we started, uh, which I love about you is you, you're always an open book. Uh, you've 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 had a, a little bit of a losing. Uh, well, not not on. Listen, the Crack Wins guys have it. Me personally, oh. uh, no. The cr- Crack Wins has run unbelievable for the last year. Wait, did you um, go rogue against your own <laughs> picks? No, 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 no. I, I'm putting in my uh, so uh, my video poker playing. I'm playing ah. advantage promos. I, I was just at a East Coast tour. Uh, Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Encore, Boston, um, Oceans in Atlantic City, Hard Rock, Atlantic City. All these places are giving me extra money to play with. Right. Um, I probably lost about 40 grand there hmm. uh, between them all. And this is with getting free money, but you know, you just run a, run a little bit bad. Right. Um, since March 1st, it seems like um, I'm down uh, well into the six figures. Um, it just seems like I'm counting Bitcoin. I'm counting stocks. Right. I mean, just everything it seems that I've made decisions on um, 
you know, it just seems like it's been, but I have to tell you though, it's, it's been a great year. I really shouldn't complain. Even with the, even with the losing since March 1st, personally, uh, it's been a great year for me. It's been a great year for crack wins. Um, I, I tell you, I run really good there. I give the best information out. I, I save that marking information for, for the clients and it's the proofs in the pudding. I mean, we have done fantastic. We have golf matchups this week. Um, yesterday was a nice day. We came, went out four and two, but I'm not one that likes to talk about one day. I like to talk about the overall uh, thing. And the overall thing is we're up hundreds of units since I opened the app. And, you know, since probably since literally since two Septembers ago, when football started, I think we're up 250 units. I mean, that's after juice. That's what the public has in their pocket if they follow everything I said. So yeah, that's awesome. I'm happy for them. And uh, yeah, we're going to continue that. Yeah. And uh, to help you continue that, I would love to urge everybody to head on over to WSN.com. Did I read that right? They've got $500 promos on FanDuel and DraftKings. Well, you know, it's funny because I always go on to check out the new, whatever is the latest. And you, you know, you're saying that and, this is the homepage on their phone, the phone app part. There's, of course, our last couple podcasts. But the bonus section that you're talking about here is fantastic. The, the bonuses, uh, well, let, let me first start out by the articles because this week there's been some uh, headway made in uh, like uh, Louisiana, which is a big gambling state, by the way. Lots of big, lots of big gamblers come out from Louisiana to Vegas and other places too. Even though they have their own casinos there now, uh, it's a big, big sports betting place also. Now, so Louisiana's passed the uh, internet, but where you can bet on your app on your phone. Um, not sure exactly when that's going to start or if it did start, but I see an, I see an article on it. Um, what ha- what's happening is you're getting a lot of people from like Mississippi crossing the border because you have to actually go to the brick and mortars in Mississippi. There's a lot of casinos all over up and down the state of Mississippi, but yet you have to go to the casinos. They don't have the app betting available, whereas you, they just go over. Uh, now you can just literally just cross the border like they're doing in New York, New Jersey. They're coming across the, you know, the river there and just stepping on uh, New Jersey land and, you know, uh, turning on their apps, which they can't do in New York yet, even though sports betting is legal in New York, but not on the apps yet. So some of these places are getting with it. Great articles on this stuff. What's going on, uh, you know, throughout the sports betting world. Not only that, um, just there's a great article. I was I just read an article on the uh, the, the BMW International Tournament. I read uh, the the Travelers Championship. There's a great article on the series of the Dodgers. Great great series going on with the Dodgers in San Diego. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's of the like I said the sports betting news article on Florida. article on North Carolina, uh, Wyoming, Illinois. I could just keep on going. Nebraska, Maine. Really good information. Good stuff there. And then uh, of course I have. I, I love the bonuses, you know me. So you mentioned you mentioned the bonuses, and I still once I click on bonuses, you can go state to state. But if you could just look at in general here, let me put this up here. You could just scroll through these bonuses of each of these sports books and what you get. And this is you can go state by state, which I did before. Fantastic, fantastic bonuses. I, I like using uh, the state by state guide. It's actually called State Guide. You click on it. Literally, you put your state in there, and it'll tell you. I mean, right now I'm looking. DraftKings, $1,000. William Hill, I think these are free bets. Uh, the DraftKings is a, is a cash bonus. William Hill, $500 free bet. Uh, BetMGM, $600 free bet. Rivers, you, how much do you have to deposit to get the free bet? Like, do you have to? You know what? 
I think you just have to match for most of them. If you put in five hundred dollars, then you're eligible for right. five hundred dollars. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Point Fed, uh, Sugar House, Hard Rock. I can just keep going on and on. Golden Nugget, two fifty. These are some of the apps. I don't even have them. So yeah, uh, really uh, good to do. Another thing I saw on WSN.com was they were talking about they had a list of a uh, for NFL comeback player of the year. Uh, crack. Back me up on this one. I know you hate when I say bet the house, but Dak Prescott Ooh. at plus 175. Is this not free money better than DraftKings bonuses? Come on. It's, it's funny. It's at DraftKings <laughs> plus 175. I guess that's where they got that from. Um, it's not a bet the house, though. No, nothing's bet the house. But, <laughs> I mean, he's the favorite. But realistically, and... realistically, shouldn't he be even oh, money? he should. I, I mean... You know, this guy got injured last year. So you don't know how prone he is right now, I guess. You don't know. Of course, they're saying he's back, and they gave him a giant contract they rewarded him with. So right. uh, you would think he's back. Yeah. And we'll see what's going to happen. I'm not bet your house. Um, bet the house, Scott. What would you – Especially what, a favorite. Like crazy to put 500 bucks on that? No. Okay. No, 500 bucks is fine. That's 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 within your bankroll. At bank what role. point am I creeping into crazy? Thousand bucks? Well, you'll have it all depends <laughs> on your bankroll, uh, John. You, you, thousand you'll have, thousand um, bucks. <laughs> yeah. It depends on what your bankroll is. So you'll have action all year. You can root for Dak. Right. It's like betting a future. It's like betting an over under season win or something. You'll have action every game. So. The bankroll is whatever um, you spot me for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um there's some other guys on there like Saquon Barkley's plus six hundred, yeah. um Christian yep, McCaffrey. Plus five hundred, Nick Bosa plus seven hundred. No, they don't have a shot though, do they? I mean, I guess if Dak were to get hurt, they do, right? If Dak yeah. re- gets re-injured, yeah. I mean, there's some guys on there. Darnold sixteen to one. God, I mean, there's some <laughs> there's some guys on there that really uh, they should be a lot more than than they are. But that's that's why it's bad to bet into a futures market. Right. These, but like these prices should be higher, probably. Like assuming Dak doesn't get hurt, all he's got to do is make the playoffs, and he pretty much wins Comeback Player of the Year. Would you agree yep, with that? I would. I would agree. Make okay. the playoffs unless unless someone is a standout player, does some unbelievable things throughout the year. Yeah, you're, you're, you're correct on that. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, crack. We've teased this long enough. We've waited to get this guy on the show for uh, I want to say a couple of months now. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, uh, he was kind enough last week. He reached out to me and he said the only day I'm available was last Friday. And when a legend like Ozzy Smith says you're available Friday, you sit down and do an extra special taping of an interview. And we did that exact thing with Ozzy Smith. And Travis is going to roll that clip right now. Okay, crack. It's that time. We've been waiting on this one for a while. I, I mean, I'm so excited about this guest. Uh, probably the most excited I've been about any guest in the history of podcasting. Um, I speak of an MLB Hall of Famer. He was absolutely my favorite player. Uh, you know, I played shortstop as a kid and aspired to be, you know, just a tenth as good as this man that's that's joining us today. Um, he was number one. They called him the wizard he he's got 15 golden gloves i mean come on or 15 sorry all-star 15 15 time all-star i think 13 golden gloves he only played like maybe 18 years you know how hard it is to even play baseball for 15 years let alone make 15 all-star games it's incredible and i speak of the legend ozzy smith joining us today on wisecracks ozzy i mean i can't say enough man (laughs) john how you doing first of all what kind of glove is that? You—that's a Rawlings glove. That's yeah, Pedro Guerrero's glove. 
Pedro Guerrero. Yeah, man. Ben, are you kidding me? This is from Pedro. If I had an Ozzy Smith glove, it would go there. <laughs> I'm just saying. I could send my address. I can. Of, I would. Of all players, John King Guerrero. I, yeah. I used, to throw balls. I used to throw balls over there. <laughs> Pete was so slow getting to first base, John. Sometimes <laughs> I'd let it go and it'd go right by his head. You know, I told him, I said, Pete. I said, when you're playing short, when you're playing first base and I'm playing shortstop, you better keep your eye on me, man, because I let it go. <laughs> and there are many times he'd run over there and he'd go like this and the ball's gone by, you know? <laughs> well, you know, he was, he was one of my favorites. He was, he was great. He was really good to me as a kid. He used to allow me, you know, I was lucky enough because of my dad, you know, I, I would get to go. I had carte blanche over at Dodger Stadium, and, and Pete would let me come over there when I was in high school in the summer. I'd get to Dodger Stadium. I'd meet him. If they had, like, a night game, I'd meet him up there at, like, 1230 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and he paid, Pete would pitch to me in the cage. I mean, that's just crazy, you know, yeah. when I think – I didn't even realize how crazy it was back then, uh, but now, as a, you know, that I'm a, an old man, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe the opportunities I had. It's really incredible. Um, just like talking to you right now is, is amazing. It's neat. It, it's, it's neat to have some of those opportunities, and those same type of opportunities come to us, too. You know, uh, I was doing a Zoom the other day, and we were talking about some of the, um, the special things that we have a chance to do. I, I had a chance to be on a, a segment of The Simpsons, <laughs> I did uh, the only other open air theater uh, in the country, uh, the Muni here in St. Louis. I, I played uh, in the damn Yankees and then I was the Wizard in the Wizard of Oz. So, you know, um, baseball has afforded me a lot of a lot of opportunities to do a lot of fun things. And uh, those were certainly two of the fun things that I had an opportunity to partake in. That's great. Crack, I know you're chomping at the bit. I know you've got questions for Ozzy. What's on your mind today, Bill? Yeah, Ozzy, thanks for coming on. Bill Krakenberger. Uh, like everyone calls me Crack for short because the name's so long. <laughs> Krakenberger. And that's that way you said on the back of a jersey, man. No, no, no. Well, you said it perfectly. You said it better than my wife. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so I, I have some questions for you. You know, John and I are probably a little bit nervous. Listen, we grew up on baseball. We had some great football players on here, great entertainers, uh, but the great Ozzy Smith, that's what we grew up. Baseball and boxing was our two sports, really. So, uh, really, thanks for coming on. I'm going right. to first start out with you. Uh, baseball has changed a lot since you, were, uh, since you left the game. You built a career on uh, defense, smart hitting, bunt, stolen bases. You know, really, uh, now it's strikeouts and trying to get a three-run homer and uh, – you know, it, it, base stealing, moving runners over. It's become a thing of the past, really, it seems like. What are your thoughts on on today's game, how it's played? Do you like it? Do you think it's here to stay or just another little trend going on? I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think is going on now. You asked for it, crack, so I'm going to give it to you, okay? All right. Yep. All right. Well, first of all, I, I think that, you know, uh, some of your the, the points that you're making are very, very true. You know, there's a saying in baseball that, when you swing up, your average goes down. When you swing down, your average goes up. So if you look at averages today, averages are down because guys are swinging up. Uh, it's, it's pretty to hit the ball out of the ballpark. It's, 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 uh, it's vogue. It's that thing now that, that is the, with these numbers, you know, they come up with a number for everything. Now these statistics, they got a statistic for everything. And 
you know, back in our day, it was always about driving that runner, getting a guy, get him on, get him over, get him in. And we knew that if we did those things more consistently than the opposition, we had a better chance of winning. So our focus was not necessarily hitting the ball out of the ballpark, and especially in in, in uh, spacious ballparks like uh, St. Louis was uh, when we played, and we played on turf too, you know. So we always had teams that had great overall team speed, and we knew that teams that we played that were built from an offensive standpoint probably were not very good defensive teams. So therefore, the only way that you're going to be able to put pressure on them and force them to make plays is to put the ball in play. So it was imperative that you put the ball in play, not strike out. You know, you, you had a two-strike approach. The two-strike approach is gone completely. There's no real two-strike approach at all. You watch guys now do something that I think is one of the dumbest things in the world, and I wish they had done it more when I played. The shift. The shift. <laughs> the shift. Um, <laughs> you know, it's so bad. They're talking about getting rid of the shift. Well, why would you get rid of a shift? If a guy doesn't have the ability to hit the ball the other way, you, you know, in baseball, you hit it where he ain't. And if, if you got 15 guys on one side of the field, there ain't nobody else on the other side. So as a player, it's part of my responsibility to learn to hit the ball the other way. I mean, it's my job. It's my gig. It's what I do. So please, yeah, load everybody up on one side and watch me go to work. <laughs> this here is one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life. You know, watching guys continually hit into uh, into the shift when if all you have to do sometimes is just hit the ball the other way. If you hit the ball the other way, there's nobody there. I mean, it's easy hits. It's an easy route to three. I'm going to have three thousand hits if they had a shift like this. But it's 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 crazy. I, I I think the game from an analytical standpoint, I think that what we've what we've done is we've allowed people who've never played the game to start making the rules in the game. I think that if you're going to have a great game like this game has always been to us who are baseball purists, you know, th there's always been th this the, the, the simple things that doing the little things day in and day out. That's what, you know, that's what the game is all about. And, you know, today when you watch games and they're, they're, they're much longer uh, and they're talking about trying to speed it up, baseball has its own cadence and its own timing. Now, there are certain things that you can do to speed it up, you know, not let the guy go back to the dugout or to the on-deck circle three or four times, or there's a time limit for a pitcher to throw a pitch. You know, those little things work. We have instant replay. And I think instant replay was put in place with the right, it, it, was, it, it was the right idea to determine whether if a ball was fair or foul or whether you would save her out. But what we've done is we've added time to the game now because we use the instant replay for every play. We've taken away from the umpire the purity of the game. It's a game of imperfection. So therefore, there are going to be some mistakes made. But I think it's been proven time and time again that an umpire in a split second gets it right 99.9% of the time. Yeah. And we're trying, we're getting to a point to where we're going to start getting rid of the, 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 the umpire for uh, technology. And uh, that, that to me is, um, that to me changes the game too much. Uh, there's a, there's a certain imperfect, in, imperfection that goes with the game. And uh, sometimes it goes for you. Sometimes it goes against you. And that's just the way it is.
Yep. Cool, cool. Yep. Being, being that baseball purist that you are, you must not really care for these new rules then. You know, limited mound visits and and then the man it's on crazy. second and extra innings. Oh, this wow. is crazy. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy, crack. Come on, man. Yeah. You don't, you, don't, you, you got to earn your way. You you earn your way on base. You don't, yeah, I'm going to put a guy on second. Is this so, sounds like some little league yep. stuff, man, that you would do with little kids because, you know, they're, they're not that good. So we're going to, we're going to put them out there. Let's give everybody a trophy. How about that? Let's just give everybody a trophy. <laughs> Ozzy, what about the new this new rule they're talking about now with the uh, pitchers and foreign substance, uh, put the sticky stuff on the ball? Like what? Man, that's always been a part of the game. I I don't know where this came from. All of a sudden, now we're gonna get we're gonna get straight laced, boy. We're gonna make <laughs> sure that the game is played with integrity. And I mean, like, gee, I I don't know. I, I I guess you know a few weeks ago. A Cardinal player, they before he threw a pitch, I guess they went out to the mound and checked his his hat and did something that they've never done before. You know, when when back in the day, you know, you you if a guy threw a spitter, you try and hit the dry side of it. That's all, you know. <laughs> but now we're we're worried about these substances and and stuff. I I don't know where the game is going and. Um, I don't know where all that came from, but hopefully one of one of these days we'll get back to playing some good old one to nothing, two to one baseball. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts also on? There's a lot of kids. This is when you know you're old, crack. When a lot of the sons of the legends we watched are now oh, yeah. uh, star players. Oh, yeah. You know, the Blue Jays got a whole bunch of them, and. Um, it, there's no accident that those guys are as good as they are because of who their parents were, right? I mean, it's a, I think it's a, a right. true testament to what good coaching can do. Good coaching and good genes, you know, uh, and being around the game. I, I think that that is probably the most important. They probably, like you, grew up around the game and they learned from some of the best in the business and, and stuff. So it, it's, it's only natural that they would become big stars, you know, like Dante Bichette's son. Uh, Vlad Guerrero's son, you know, they're, they're smashing it like their dads did, you know? So there, there's something to be said about uh, kids growing up around a sport or whatever it is they love to do. If they do it at an early age, you know, it becomes a part of their being and uh, they never work a day in their lives. I have a, a, a good question because that's what one of the signature things you were known for vivid memories of, you know, <laughs> you running out on the field and, and doing that backflip, I'm sure you get questioned about it all the time. It really became a signature image for that period of baseball even. Uh, I cannot imagine a player doing that today, though. I just can't. Uh, not only uh, they probably couldn't get it done today, but I'm sure <laughs> that their managers and they would pro prohibit you doing it for the fear of you getting injured. Tell us about that. Did the manager or the GM say, Ozzy, please, you're gonna don't, don't get hurt out there. We can't have you getting hurt. Uh, was it something that you always loved to do? Okay. Where did you come up with something like this? Well, Craig, it, 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 I was never told not to do it. I hurt my shoulder in uh, 1985, and it was at that point, that was the first time that, you know, I really couldn't do it because it put too much pressure on the rotator cuff. But uh, when I started playing back in, well, let's, let's back up. I grew up in Southern California, and I lived across the street from a uh, wood factory where they used to build pallets. So there was always plenty of sawdust and stuff around. So as a kid, we would go over there and tumble in the sawdust. And on Thursdays, we'd go to what they call family fun centers where they had trampolines in the ground. And we would we would learn to tumble, you know, flip from one trampoline to the other. Because as kids, 
it was always a dare. You know, I dare you. I bet you can't do that. And uh, that's where you learn what you can and can't do. And so uh, I learned to tumble that way, jumping on the trampolines on Thursday. So 1978, my rookie year, after we got done working out, for some reason, we had to run two miles. And me being the young guy, I was at the back of the pack and I had teammates, Gene Tennis, Raleigh Fingers, Gaylord Perry, Dave Winfield. They gave me a hard time about being the young guy, being a rookie and being at the back of the pack. So to show them I wasn't tired, I did a round off backflip. And at that time, I had monster leaps. I mean, (laughs) you know, there were many times, there were many times, John, where, you know, I'd go out on the field and I'd do my flip. And I'd look down and I'd go, oh, man, I got to get back down there. They're waiting on me. That's how high. <laughs> playing on that hassle turf, that's how high. That's how high I felt I was, I was sometimes. But anyway, Gene Tennis had girls that were involved in gymnastics. And he wanted me to show them that I could do it at, at some point during the season, which we weren't able to do. So it wasn't until the final day of the season, which was Fan Appreciation Day, he thought he and the PR guy thought it would be a great idea for me to do it going out to my position. Now I was a little reluctant to do it because in those days the entertainment in San Diego was the chicken. And I did not want to compete against the chicken. But I reluctantly did it. People liked it so much they asked me to do it the following year, opening day the following year, and lo and behold, a trademark was born. Wow. That's Excellent. great. Really cool. Did you like playing on the turf? Do you think it took some years off of your career? No, I, I don't think that it did. I, I think for guys, well, especially football players and guys that were always overweight, yeah, you know, it, it probably did. But uh, I met a guy by the name of Mackie Shillstone in 1985 who helped me with nutrition and weight training and stuff. So I, I, I kept myself in, in decent shape. You know, you had to do a lot more leg work and stuff uh, to, to, to make sure that you you stayed strong, you know. But I enjoyed playing on turf. Uh, you got a truer hop on turf. I think the one thing that turf does is it makes you lazy because the ball gets to you so much quicker. So I had to always remind myself to stay aggressive, you know, charge it, charge it as, as if you would on grass and stuff. And that was that was really the only difference. Now, as a hitter, you could really take advantage of it, especially on hot days. You know, uh, it, it was so much quicker that if guys had to play in, uh, if, if you fake a bunt and they come in, you can slap the ball by them, you know. So uh, I love playing on turf and, and stuff. So these guys to play in the day, they have no idea how easy they have it, <laughs> playing on grass all the time. Cool, cool. You know, I read some some great stuff on the Internet about some of the old managers and even the players. Uh, Roger Craig said when he seen you in the seventies, he said you were the best infielder he's ever seen. And, uh, and you were going to be, if not the best. And then you're like, you mentioned Gaylord Perry, he's seen you as a rookie. And he said, I was always hoping they would hit the ball his way. Cause if they hit it his way, I knew my trouble was over. Even Whitey Herzog, the great Whitey Herzog said, uh, when he managed, he said, wow. He said, I do not see how anyone can possibly be play shortstop better than Ozzy Smith. So I seen these guys. I went back and looked at the clips. Of course, I knew them. I remember that catch with the hand when, when John and I were talking about yeah. it. They hit the rock and you, you bare hand it and threw them out. If 
But I watch those plays on there's some unbelievable clips on YouTube of you. Some of your greatest plays, some of your greatest, even a home run out there to right field against. I think it was. Well, let's Dodgers. not talk about that, Crack. Let's oh, not talk about that. Uh, that yeah. one home run. There we go. Here we <laughs> go. Home run. Hey, Crack. I mean, I love hey, you, Ozzy, hey, but they damn. Can't let it go. They can't let it go. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. And like, hey, right, oh, you know, right before. years ago. Right before he hit that. It, right before he hit that, they put up a I'm stat. Ozzy Smith has not hit a home run in something like 2,600 at bats or something crazy. And then the next pitch, I saw it. bam. I saw it. No way. I, I yeah. saw it. seen it? Yeah. No, I didn't see it. No. Oh. I'm just kidding. I didn't no. see it. No. That, no, but that, I mean, that. so that's how you know, Crack, that it was meant to be. And, uh, you know, getting these guys to let it go has been the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> So but even say, even you, so, if if uh, Jack Clark goes to Dodger Stadium to this right. day, he gets booed. If Ozzy Smith goes, he gets a standing yeah. ovation. So <laughs> that's right. You know, so that was it, it. Was one of those things that I, I don't know if you remember this, John, but Needin Fuhr came in again in Dodger Stadium. Yep. And I came within inches of hitting the ball yes. on the right field. I hit it for a, for a double. So Lightning almost struck twice. Yep. But then Jack, oh, wow. Jack Clark, Jack Clark was the one that finished him off, and uh, <laughs> I'll never forget this. I was wondering if that glove of Pedro Guerrero is the one that he threw down out there after Jack hit that home run. No, but I have that glove too. I swear on my life, no. I have that glove at home. I'll right? I send you a picture of it later. Yes, <laughs> I absolutely have that glove. Wow. 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 <laughs> what do you do with yourself now, Ozzy? What do you What do you do? Uh, what do you do? To, well, to, do you I play, play golf? Do you? Yes. I play oh, a lot okay. of golf. I, you know, for most of us, when you play 19, 20 years, crack, there's a competitive void in your life. And so most of us gravitate to something that we're used to hand that, that deals with hand and eye coordination. And golf is that is a sport that, you know, you will never perfect it. And I think that that's the thing that drives us more than anything, knowing that you'll never perfect it. But the drive to try and to try and perfect it, I think, is the thing that keeps us going. Uh, it is the one thing that probably is the most one of the most challenging things that I've ever done. We spent our career hitting a ball that's moving. This thing is sitting still, and it's the hardest thing to be able to get it to go exactly where you want it to go. And so that, to me, is the real challenge for all of us. More so than playing against somebody, you're really battling yourself. And I think that's why so many of us gravitate to it. I also, um, I also have a, a pain management clinic where we do PRP, we do stem cell, we do rehab. Uh, got involved with some guys uh, after I retired. I went down to Paducah, Kentucky. They did some PRP on my shoulder and stuff to give me more flexibility. And so many people were going from St. Louis to Paducah, Kentucky, that they asked me if, if we opened a, a um, a store in St. Louis, would you be interested in partnering with us? And I did. And it's been one of the greatest things that I've ever done in my life because wow. what we do is we give people their lives back and we give them their lives back without necessarily going under the knife. You know, as you age and stuff, um, there are a lot of people that can't go under the knife, but they still are looking for relief to be able to at least get up and out, uh, get out of a chair or put down a cane. Uh, in our in our office here, we have a a wall of canes where people they come in. We we do PRP or we do stem cell or we do rehab, 
and they get rid of their canes. So that's incredible. to see those people be able to get their lives back is has been really, really rewarding and um, it really warms the heart. Hey, Ozzy, that's amazing. Let me ask you, does it work on tendonitis? Tendonitis, it works I'm, on everything. I need you to know, come the, see you. <laughs> the, stuff, the stuff that's going on today is really, really amazing, and especially when you start getting into stem cell. And, and I'm not talking about foreign stem cells. I'm talking about stem cells that are taken from your, your, uh, your belly fat and shot back into you and PRP. PRP is uh, platelet-rich plasma which is what promotes the healing in the body, you know? So if you take that and you spin it, you hear people talk about spinning it, you spin yep. it, there's a substance that comes off. The substance that comes off is the platelets that are then taken and shot back into the area which promotes healing. That's what Kobe Bryant used to do, right? Like he used yes, to go to Germany or it. something for the, okay. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. They're, they're, they're more free with it in places like Germany and Mexico than we are here. There are a lot of restrictions to doing it here. That's why guys went to other places to do it. But it's, it's here now. You, it, it's all over the place and, and stuff, but it's a great way to, to keep yourself healthy. I'm seriously coming to see you guys. I, I need all right. To, I've had chronic uh, tendonitis for over a year. It's ridiculous uh -huh. in my left forearm. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Well, we can help. We can help you. Oh man, is that in St. Louis? Is that in St. That's Louis? In St. Louis. Yeah, we have one is in that... St. Louis and Paducah and okay. Springfield, and uh, we're going to open a couple in Florida. So it's 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 really getting all over the place. That's great. Cool. 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 Are, you, are you full time? The one are you here, full time. Yeah. In St. Louis yourself, you live there around? Oh, yeah. Around? Oh, yeah. This is, this is home, yes. Okay, And it's cool. called wow. the Ozzy Smith IMAC Regeneration Center. It's integrated medicine and chiropractic oh, all under one roof. Okay. Great. Uh, Ozzy, you mentioned golf is, you know, is you against you. But if you were playing Marcus Allen, I'd like to know who wins. You and Marcus oh, on the man, golf course. Oh, man. Hey, no contest, man. Now, he'll tell you something different, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tear him up, man. As a matter of fact, uh, I was just, we were just out there for his tournament and we had kind of a Ryder Cup where he put a team together and Vince Coleman put a team together. The winning team gets 500, losing team gets 300. We got the five. So, <laughs> okay. question answered. <laughs> I love Very it. Cool. I Very love cool. I love it. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. The Coleman cool, team, cool. the Coleman team won. Cool, cool, cool. Well, man, I tell you, this has been great, John. I'm so happy that we had on the legendary Ozzy Smith. We really appreciate you giving us your time, too. You're a really cool guy. And uh, look forward to maybe having you on again, if you, maybe, you know, in the end of the season, next year or whatever, next season. Or the end okay. Of the season. Yeah, quick. Yeah, all right. time. Anytime, guys. What, one Anytime, quick. You have the number. Quick, quick story before we let you go. I don't even know if you remember this. So they're honoring Ozzy at this dinner um, in St. Louis, maybe in like 90 five ninety six so my dad brings me and we go to to st louis i i honestly don't remember what the event was it was like a charity event maybe for the police or something but you they were honoring you uh or, or something i i don't remember the specifics but so we were sitting at a it was like a dinner uh thing right so there's a bunch of these round yeah. tables at dinner and so my dad makes it so that i'm sitting next to ozzy because he's literally like my child i mean come on who, who didn't want to be ozzy every time a ground ball was hit to you and you're in little league you're like i'm ozzy smith you know whatever right. so i'm sitting next to ozzy and i'm so shy and like starstruck i don't say more than three words to ozzy the whole night and i'm in a suit and tie it's like we're all dressed up and so then 
Ozzy gets up to speak, so he he stands up from the table. He goes up. He gives this speech. Everyone gives him a standing ovation. So I'm now standing uh, and applauding as he's coming back to the table. He's going to sit right next to me. And it's dinner party, right, or dinner event. So they had just delivered dessert, which was like this, um, like raspberry sauce, like uh, like real foo foo dessert, whatever. Yeah. And I, as I sit down uh, next to Ozzy, my tie flops right <laughs> into my dessert and splatters. Uh, everywhere and I remember just being so embarrassed I don't even know if, if he even caught it or not but I was just like oh my god I can't believe this is my life right now uh, yeah but uh, yeah great times yeah man times. so awesome thank awesome, you for all awesome. the memories and thank you for, for, for giving us your time today it really means a lot to me alright you're very welcome wow crack that was crazy I mean it's just I'm like a little kid uh, reduced to my six-year-old ways uh, when I hear the name Ozzy Smith. It just reminds me of so many memories as a kid watching him come up on, you know, with the Padres and stuff. And it was uh, what, a, what a pleasure to sit down and talk to him. How nice was he, too, saying, oh, just, just you got my phone. Uh, yeah. So just call me again. We'll have him on maybe for the playoffs or World Series time. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Speaking of baseball legends, have you seen on MLB Network, I don't know how long it's been running, but there, there's a little documentary on Ken Griffey Jr. and his dad. Have you seen this yet? No, I'll you have to see it. Got to oh, wow. check this that out. Be, that's would, something I would really like. Cause I, I like the old man, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was a kid in New York in the Bronx when Ken Griffey was over there, so I'll really like that. That's going to be it, – it's on. It's just a It's on, special. yeah. Yeah, it's on MLB cool. Network. I don't know how long it's been running. I just caught it a couple days ago. I've watched it twice. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty. Well, you would. You, I'm assuming you were a junior fan, also, right? Sure. Yeah. Can you not be great player? Great yeah. Player. Yeah. Check that um, out for sure. And uh, well, crack this one blew by uh, today. This was yeah. this was fun. Yeah. No. No. Good stuff. Good. And I think you say that. I did see a documentary the other day on ESPN 30. I think it was called. I was at my friend's house up in Scranton on Ernie Johnson. You know the TNT guy that calls the games on TNT on yeah. basketball games. It was so good. It was so touching and revealing about him going to these other countries, adopting kids. And, oh, man, the chance to catch that. Oh, man, that was so touching. And it really got to me. So that's uh, just talking about documentaries. I might as well check Ray's yeah. there at one. I like that. Um, I like anyway. the check Ray's. And uh, before I let you go and everyone else go, there is a UFC card this weekend that's not the best card if you're not a diehard fan like me. But... There are two dogs on this card I wanted to bring to your attention, Crack. I know okay. uh, I know you're a little sour on, on betting UFC lately, so don't shoot the messenger here. But oh, here's that's another that's another fifteen thousand I lost. On, uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. That gets thrown into that six figure mix. Are you, do you want to uh, throw betting, him under the bus or no? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Okay. No, no. Um, no I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Someone trying to help. Someone I know. Trying to help so, us with the UFC picks and. You know, his interest was in the right place. Yeah, so it, same goes here. My, my interest is in the right place. Uh, there is uh, uh, Andre Feely and Daniel Pineda. Uh, Pineda is plus 190, uh, and I believe he can he can beat Andre Touchy Feely is his nickname. Uh, I believe uh, Pineda can win. And then I would put him in another parlay with Ovense Pru, uh, also known as OSP. He's fighting Tanner Bozer, who is no slouch, but uh, OSP is plus 150. So that's a plus 190 and a plus 150. OSP is the co-main event. Uh, and I'm going, uh, I'm going to put some action on that little two-team 
two-teamer. Do you call it a two-teamer when it's fighters? I just have it. Um, yeah. But no, yeah. That's, that's, that's a nice live dog parlay. Yeah. Very so nice. that's, that's where I'm headed uh, on this uh, Saturday's UFC card. And uh, that's all I got for you this week, Crack. Yeah, let's do this again. Awesome. You want to do it again next week? I'm available. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Crack, All when right. am I coming back on the road? I think you need your good luck charm back. I need to be on the road uh, with you. I'm, uh, I'll be in Vegas again for the, the summer, and then I'm headed to Del Mar and probably coming back to Saratoga for a week or so, and maybe that week you'll come up for uh, in August. I'm in coming August. to Del Mar, and I'm definitely coming to Saratoga. Oh, cool. These are verbally awesome. binding agreements, Crack. All right. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you next week.